Welcome to another edition of Religion and Rock. I'm not seeing you, Tim Florin. Here is our producer and engineer, Mr. Stephen Chaldoon. Hello there, sir. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm enjoying the fall weather. I really do like this time of year. Like you Yeah, do. I like it. I started making soups and stuff. So <laughs> See? kind of enjoy. I shifted to a new gear. You know, it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I like all of that. Plus, I'll tell you the truth. The, kick, the busy season has kicked in. Yeah. So like I am out on the road like five nights a week now. A lot of dinners have returned post, you know, um, COVID. Last three years, yeah. yeah. All the fundraisers, like they're sort of back mm-hmm. in business. I'm happy for that. I love going out and seeing people and all of that. So it's been good. No, I wish it just didn't take so long for this to start happening. You know, yeah, it would be nice to have normalcy two years ago. But, but I'm still it's happy. Nice. It's yes. going. You know, I'm happy about it. Even though COVID's sort of sneaking around it's a little still bit. But, there, you, you know, know and they said it's, it's right. going to be there for, you know, whatever. But uh, we, we adapt. We learn to deal with it. A couple of weeks ago, I had the biggest speaking engagement in my life, Sheldon. Now, of course, Ooh. on TV, I speak to a lot of people here. Right. I speak to a lot of people, right? But uh, live bodies, I had 5,000 in a room. That's a pretty big crowd. Wow, for that's me. a nice, that's a nice crowd. Good. Yeah, I felt like, you know, Sean Panette <laughs> doing a comedy show. But it was great. It was a nice thing to do. I think about that, like, what do you really value in this world? You know, mm-hmm. and I really value, like, you think about the relationships we have, the friendships that we have, the family mm-hmm. that we have, the greatest thing we have a God, right? No, they are. You know, that's that's your true gift, you know. And if your house caught fire, they say, you know, what would you grab out of it? Photo albums. That's yeah. that's you know what's important, those memories. The cloud comes with me, so I'm in good shape. <laughs> go. Talking about possessions today, and there's something great about that. All the different things that kind of get in the way, but it's a lot more than that. And I think that's the reality for all of us, that it's not just about the things we have, but it's about you know the things we possess in the mm-hmm. ways of love and, and in of affirmation and challenge that help us to be who we are, you know. And those are often the people of our lives, you know. I, that's what I just love. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, you hear that all the time, like you can't take it with you. And I look around, I say to myself, boy, there's a big load I can't take with me. But <laughs> there's a lot of that gift of love, though, that you're going to mm-hmm. take, and that's kind of like a warm feeling. It's a good thing, and to know, you know, we'll see everybody again. That's kind of a good thing too. So it's that's- kind of. That's the good thing. There's a big there's a big reunion coming at some point. Yeah. But yeah. You know, all the stuff you collect, you know, it means something to you, you know, and I know you have things that mean to you. But, you know, if you left it to me, it meant nothing. And if you were to pass, you know, like you say, you know, somebody's just going to have to go through the stuff and throw it out. But it's the people, those those kind of interpersonal connections. Those yeah. are the best possessions. You know, that's what really makes us rich. Couldn't agree with you more. And I think that that's kind of something good to look at in our lives sometimes because we like look to collect. You and I were both CD <laughs> yes. addicts for a while. How many CDs can we amass? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then the CD went out of style and out of, you know, everything right. and not even in cars anymore. So like all these CDs <clears throat> worth nothing. nothing. It's such a funny thing how it goes. Like, you know, we kind of get into this stuff that's silly. I mean, I know people who collect like such odd things sometimes. And I said, <laughs> well, what's going to happen to all of that stuff? Like nobody's going to really care about like no. the handles that you have that open up a hose. You know, it's just not going to work. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. But we kind of get into that stuff. And that's part of what life is about, yeah. you know, it's to collect and grab stuff. That's that's eBay. If you go on eBay, there people collect anything. I remember seeing a doorknob collection for like a thousand dollars. And it was literally almost a hundred doorknobs. Yeah. It's amazing <laughs> how things go. So we got to get away from Costco life and a little bit yep. more into God life and see how it all works. So we're looking at possessions on religion and rock today. The gift of the things, but also the gift of the people and what a difference that makes. To start us off, here's Blondie. One way or another. One way 
start us off that's blondie one way or another real classic you know it's a reminder actually that one way or another we come to learn in our lives that we can't take it with us right all of the things of our life all the things we own all the things we love so much ultimately what we're going to take with us is the love we're going to take the love with us we're going to take the love of people and the way we've loved other people all of that junk is going to actually have to go and look around your life and you say how could i possibly let that go i sometimes laugh about that when i look around and i think about like some of the memorabilia i've collected through this show alone over the years, the signed albums and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I always laugh because I said, like, one of my priest buddies is going to sell this for 50 cents, right? Um, you know, it's a funny thing. Like, the things that we treasure are really not the same things that God treasures. God treasures who we are and what makes us up and our talents and our gifts. And what we take with us, I think, is the love of other people. So we send one another home to, with love to God, but we also take that love home with us, too. So there's something really beautiful about that, you know? So ultimately, we got to come to that understanding now or later, somehow in our own prayer life, to recognize it one way or another. <laughs> It just doesn't jam into the gift of heaven. It's definitely going to be about you and me and who we are that really makes the big difference. Hey, here's the who. This is called Bargain.
there's the whole bargain. We sometimes get caught up in bargains, don't we? I, I'm a real victim of that sometimes. There used to be a store I would go to that would have sales, you know, and it would be 10 for $10. So I said, well, why get one bottle of ketchup? I'll get 10, you know, and I'll have extra. I'll be ready. And then I realized, like, I'm hoarding here. Like, I'm starting to hoard stuff. It makes no sense at all. When we go to the big box stores, right, instead of getting, you know, one little jar of peanut butter that'll last us for a while, we get a big gallon jar. Why not, right? We got it. We got a good price on it. And sometimes in our lives, I think we have to get beyond the bargain. We have to say, like, what is our real need? Like, what do we really need versus what we can gather up? And that's important to see in our lives. Sometimes we gather up a lot of stuff and it doesn't all matter in the end, you know? I remember for me, I had a lot of concert shirts. I mean a lot of concert shirts from all the concerts I went to. And now and then I would go to interview a band, actually almost often, and uh, they'd give you a shirt when you're leaving, you know, give you a concert shirt. I saved all of those shirts. I had them all. You know, I probably never wore 90% of them. I'm not a t-shirt guy, you know, I'm, not, I'm walking around on a collar, right? But it's interesting, like, so what? I have all that stuff now. What's the big deal of that? It doesn't really make any sense at all. So that's part of our lives, to take a look at what we have and see how could we live with less so we can make more room for good stuff, make more room for God, make more room for some spirituality, make more room for doing good charitable stuff. Those kinds of things are important in our lives, to be able to clean out, if you will, a little bit. It's a good time of year to think about that, and it's a great gift. Here's Credence, Clearwater Revival. It's called Bootleg.
Boy, back in the day, I used to love bootlegs. You know, you would go to the store. There were certain record stores that carried the bootlegs, you know, which were these illegal copies on cassettes that people would bring with them to a concert. And if I couldn't go to a concert, which was most of the time when I was a kid, my parents would let me, never let me go to a concert. I would get the bootleg and I would sit in my house with the headphones on, with the music blasting in my ear. And I'd be like, wow, I heard the Grateful Dead. Wow, I just saw Pink Floyd. An amazing thing. That's something that's interesting in our lives, too, that we sometimes collect all of that stuff, right? Uh, if you're a Jimmy Buffett fan, every concert he has ever done is available on the Internet. It's all there. And there's a bunch of video of it, too, is available, too. Interesting, right? Like, what does that do for us? Well, some of that stuff kind of brings us back to the moment. It helps us to remember. I mean, why do we have our wedding picture around? Why do we keep our graduation pictures around? Why do we have pictures of our friends? You know, to remember them and to, to help us to love them and to remember to love them all the time. But ultimately, you know, those moments sometimes can become overwhelming, too, right? These things can just become something we've collected and collected and collected. If we're using it, it's awesome. If we're not, it can get in the way. That's that fine balance you and I have to find. Here's Aerosmith. This is called Hole in My Soul. I'm down a one-way street with a one-night stand with a one-track mind out of no man's land. The punishment sometimes don't seem to fit the crime. Yeah, there's a hole in my soul, but one thing I learned For every love letter written, there's another one burned So you tell me how it's gonna be this time
There's Aerosmith, Hole in My Soul. Interesting one, too, because it reminds me of, like, this need that humanity has, you know? There's a big theological term I've been talking about forever. It's called the supernatural existential. Don't get crazed. It's okay. It's kind of a reminder that humanity is built with sort of like a hole in us, and we feel unfulfilled. So we need to try to fill it somehow in our lives. We fill it with things. We fill it with food. We fill it with alcohol, with activity, with running, with working out, whatever it is. And you can fill it in any way, many ways. But the hole is a cross-shaped hole. So what fills it perfectly and takes away the drip, if you will, is spirituality, is faith. And faith is what gives us fulfillment ultimately in our lives. These holes that we have never really quite get filled the right way with things. But with faith, it gets filled perfectly. So even if it's about work and we're working and making as much money as we can, ultimately that, that thirst never stops. And you probably know that in your life, right? It just never stops. We want more, more, more. What kind of gives us that fulfillment is that spirituality. And that's what you and I are called to recognize in our lives. That's the possession that's going to matter more than anything and fulfill us. Hey, I'm on Senior Jim. You're listening to Religion and Rock. We're talking about possessions today. Here's Ann Wilson. This is called Greed.
Wilson, greed. Well, Lord knows we see a lot in our lives, right? More is better. And that's sort of the truth all around. I mean, you think about something as simple as going to like Costco and at the end of the aisles, they have those little samples, right? And why can we not just have one little sample? We have to have 10, right? Because we want more, you know, we'll get more. If there's something free, I want all the free ones I can possibly get. It's an interesting thing that that whole concept of more is better. And yet we have these examples of people who have lived with less and found more. I'll give you an example. You know, any one of the saints, if you look at their lives, chances are they lived very simple lives. St. Francis is somebody who was very wealthy, realized I had so much. He gave it all away. He relinquished all of that and just kind of focused on the simple gift of God in nature, the gift of God in the community where he lived, and how he could help build up a people of faith. That fulfilled him. All of the other stuff he got rid of, and it changed his life for good. Something like an example in our own lives. I mean, I don't know that any of us are going to go get rid of everything, but maybe there's some stuff we can to make some more room to find those gifts that God has given us and the challenges God has given us to make a difference. Here's Jackson Brown. This is called Some Bridges.
Jackson Brown, Some Bridges. I think our lives are about building bridges, isn't it? It's about building bridges to other people. It's about trying to find a way to communicate with people for whom we have lost the bridge. The bridge has gone down, and we can't build the bridge back, maybe, but how do we can communicate with those people? How do we forgive those people? How do we move on from the people who've blown up the bridge in our lives? There's something interesting for us in that, that we have to recognize that, yeah, we have some relationships for which we have a bridge, and we go back and forth, and we're able to love one another and care about one another. And then there's those difficult relationships where there is no bridge. And how do we build that bridge? How can we get a bridge built? Or how can we communicate if there is no possibility of a bridge? Those are important things in our lives. Can you in your heart forgive somebody who's hurt you very deeply and be able to move on? It doesn't mean you have to call up. doesn't mean you have to be best friends again. No, but it's about the, the, the concept of us in our own spiritual lives being able to let go of the pain. That's what the Sacrament of Reconciliation does. It forgives everything that's ever happened and wipes the slate clean. That's a great gift in our lives that we're called to live to a certain extent in our own lives so that we can forgive as we've been forgiven and recognize the power of those relationships in our lives. This is the quintessential one. This is the Rolling Stones. I can't get no satisfaction.
stones, I can't get no satisfaction. That's the truth. Sometimes in our lives, we want more, more, more. We get hung up on more, more, more. There was a time for me where I got hung up on CDs. And I was getting the CDs for free from the record companies for this very radio show. And I had seven or 8,000 CDs, all alphabetized, all put into a, a computer database way, way back in the day, you know? And I treasured these things and maintained them and kept them. And ultimately, for what, right? Ultimately, one day Spotify came out and another day Apple Music came out and everything you could possibly want was there for like 10 bucks a month, and you didn't have to have all these CDs around. It was done. It was over. It's such an interesting thing in our lives. It's sometimes what we long for, what we treasure, what we collect ultimately falls apart and is no longer important. In our lives, it's about finding what really is important. It's about knowing what God calls us to really find important, which is friendship, which is the great gifts of love. And that makes all the difference in the world. You know, that gift of satisfaction is available if we really find it in our prayer. Here's the police, so lonely.
There's the police, so lonely. You know, if I think about the opposite of that, so blessed. If you think in your life about the people in your life and how blessed you are. I was out with a bunch of friends uh, the other night for dinner, Danny and Gary and, and Mike and all these people who are like old friends of mine and they, they're such kind and generous folks. And anyway, long story short, I remember walking back to my car feeling so good about these friends. And, and I really said a little prayer saying, Lord, I am so blessed to have these people in my life. Thank you for the gift of these people. We need that in our lives, to be able to acknowledge that what's going to bring us happiness is not going to be the things. It's not going to be the kingdom. It's going to be the kingdom. And the way the kingdom is kind of made real through the people of our lives, through the people God has given us. You take a moment and realize, maybe I'm not as lonely as I think I am. Maybe I am so fulfilled because there's tremendous people in my life. And that gift, really, that gift is enough to satisfy everything. That's a tremendous gift from God that we can never take for granted. Here's ACDC. It's called Money Talks.
is ACDC, money talks. Well, it's true, money does talk, right? Uh, sadly, it really does. But so does truth, and so does value, and so do ethics, and so does a moral life, you know? And I think that's the kind of thing we have to get to in our lives. It can't just be about money. At some point, we have to be able to say, hey, you know what? I'm happy doing what I'm doing, and I feel like there's something else I could be doing that would give me even more joy than just making money. I have a couple of people who work for me. These are really holy good people who say to me, Monsignor, I make enough. I make enough money. I don't need another raise. I don't need more money. All I want to do is create more good stuff for the Catholic Faith Network. I want to continue to grow this beautiful ministry of television and media that we have. You know, that kind of centering really can't, you can't beat that, right? Like, where can we get to a point where enough's enough? How much money's enough? And probably for most of us, it's never enough, right? But there kind of has to be that point where we can figure that out and really find where real, true happiness lies, that we've hit the, the pinnacle because we found what love's about. Here's Van Halen, When It's Love.
as Van Halen when it's love, you know, in our lives. I think when it's love, we've really found what it's all about. When we find a love of people, a love of a person, a love of a community, a love for God, all of that stuff's connected to things that matter most of all. It takes a while to get there because we try to do a lot of other things in our life and try to find a lot of other ways to find true happiness. But ultimately, true happiness is really an inside job. It's about finding that great gift of love in our lives and and the people who matter. So sit around and think about it a little bit today. Scratch your head and say, yeah, what really makes me happy? And it's going to come to eventually who makes me happy. And that relationship with God and prayer makes me happy. Those kinds of things give us satisfaction and make this world a better place. You've been listening to Religion and Rock. It's hosted by me, Monsignor Jim Vlaan, and it's engineered and produced by the great man of just enough possessions, Stephen Cheldone. Have a wonderful week, everyone, and don't forget, say a prayer. <laughs>